who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I'm Listening. This is a Frasier fan podcast hosted by number one Frasier fan, me, Anita Flores. And welcome to the third and final part of Frasier fans around the world. It's been a wild, wonderful ride. What can you expect from this final part? More lovely voicemails that Craniacs sent in. I actually received one from Shane, a young Irish man living in Germany, and um, he actually sent in his uh, his voice memo, voicemail, right after part two came out. So um, fortunately, we were able to add him in to this episode in the nick of time. What's up, Shane? Also, more voicemails from around the U.S. We're also going to have interviews with Andy Allison, the Fraser fan who made an Excel sheet counting all the times Fraser wore robes. We've got Nikki Detellis, who regales me with the times she met David Hyde Pierce and Kelsey Grammer. And for the final interview of this three-part series, last but not least, we have Armando Freguet from Oaxaca, Mexico. We met when I was on vacation uh, back in October of 2019 in Mexico. Um, I'm not going to give too much away. But I did interview him in Spanish. Uh, this is my first interview in Spanish. Uh, I was very nervous when we recorded it, and I'm still nervous now to have you hear uh, me talking in Spanish uh, just because I'm not fluent and I'm learning the language and it's a work in progress. But I'm really proud of this interview and really happy we did it. Thank you to Jesse Karen for editing this entire three-part series, including layering my English translation over the original interview. English voiceover for Armando's part is provided by my lovely boyfriend. Thank you, John. I love you. Okay, let's get into part three. My name's Shane 
I'm originally from the west of Ireland, but now I live in Germany. I'm 27, and I play the piano. And I really, really love Frasier because it's not the only, but one of the the very few shows that like make me laugh out loud, like a maniac. I think the the cast is amazing. The actors are so good. The storylines are fantastic. I think it addresses also social issues in a really great way that was ahead of its time for the 90s. Um, it doesn't have much of a following in Germany, so I'm kind of alone in my uh, fandom. But at home in Ireland, I know a couple of people who like it. My mom and brother also like Frasier while I'm here. That's actually the reason I, I listen found your podcast because I wanted to have some connection to it and listen to people talk about it again. It's also not really possible to stream it here, so I had to... Well, first of all, I took the DVDs from the library and they were all dubbed into German and that wasn't really working for me. They changed a lot of the jokes and the voices were pretty crap, so eventually I had to order the DVDs in English. I have so many favorite episodes that it's very difficult to pick just one. Um, the ones that you talk about very frequently, like the Ski Lodge and Fraser's Halloween Party are obviously real favorites. I love the subplot where Niles is uh, teaching Daphne and Roz to play the piano, because uh, probably that's the one that connects most vividly to my life. I love all the episodes about that center around like opera and, and music because I think the the characters make really witty and funny jokes about opera and how the plots of the episodes can kind of subtly reflect the plots of the operas I think is very funny. When they reference famous classical musicians or opera singers I also think it's really really funny and I always wondered how those kind of jokes are received by people who don't like that music or who aren't into that like when they make a joke about Renata Tabaldi or Philip Glass or I don't know Charles Ives I always wondered do people who don't like that just let that pass by or do they look it up or what so yeah out with that where Marty has to pretend to be gay I also think it's such a funny episode how it's like referencing Rigoletto and how it's referencing how the ridiculousness of an opera plot is also reflected in how crazy and stupid the plots of Frasier are. But yeah, um, I also love the episodes with Anne Hodges from season 11, even though I think you might have mentioned them in quite a negative light on your show. I think she is so, so, so funny and I could watch that a hundred times and I still cry laughing every time. Anyway, thank you for listening. Alles Gute aus Deutschland und ich hoffe, dass du noch weitere coole Folgen machst. Bis dann. Tschüss. So we have another Craniac uh, joining us today. Please welcome Nikki Diatelis to the podcast. Nikki, how'd I do on that name? Excellent. Fantastic. Really good. So yes, I'm I'm happy to uh, happy that uh, we could connect. So where so given this is an episode about uh, Fraser fans around the world, uh, where are you from? New York City. You're from New York City, and I take it you're still here in New York City. 
I'm originally from Cleveland. Pardon me. Oh. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, but I live in New York City. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, so how did you get into Frasier? Like, how did you become a fan? How, when did you start watching it? When I was in college, um, Cheers came on uh, every, was it Tuesday nights or thir- it was Thursday nights, excuse me, and we would watch the whole group of us in college in 1982. And we loved the show it was like this religion for us and as soon as Frazier came into the picture which was incredible he was automatically my favorite character (laughs) he was just this buffoon who did these crazy things and for being so smart intelligent he was so stupid at other things (laughs) he was just ridiculous right yeah and I just loved that dynamic so much and I couldn't get enough of it. So when they did the spinoff later on in 93, I was ecstatic because that character was its own entity, even on that show, Cheers. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how I ended up getting hooked. And I just had been a fan. So I had watched it once it started. I was living in San Francisco when it started its first season. So I was, you know, weekly. And back then, you know, you could record on VHS, but you know what a nightmare that was. Of course. So you just kind of had to wait every week. It's, it was a whole different ball game. So that's how I became a big fan from through Cheers. Now, I recognize I said, of course, when you're talking about VHS. Now, I granted, I am 31, so I'm not going to pretend I have a lot of experience uh, recording on VHS, but I do have one very particular memory um, of recording uh, <laughs> when I was in high school. Uh, I was a huge fan and still am of the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I didn't have cable and it came in terribly with the antenna that my my mom had. So I had my friend tape it for me on VHS. Uh, and you just hold on to VHSs. That's what's so like, it's such yeah. a, it's such a trial to, or it was such a trial to not only record it, but then make sure you didn't tape over it. Make sure you label Correct. it so no one tapes over it. So granted, it is my Correct. only specific memory. Um, but I, you know, I just wanted my listeners, if you are older than 31, not to scoff at me and think she doesn't know about VHS. I, I have one specific memory. <laughs> that is my memory of VHS. Uh I don't miss the it VHS. It was a nightmare. <laughs> no, it's 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 a nightmare. Yeah, but uh, it's, you know, technology is now flawless, and you can watch it anytime, anywhere, whenever you want. Right. That's right. So that's the beauty of TV today. But um, speaking of that, um, you know, for my birthday in two thousand and seven, Jason surprised me with. Jason is like your, a little gathering. your boyfriend, just FYI, my, to my listeners. Yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> so after our party, you know, we had a dinner and then we went in uh, to a friend's house and each one gave me a present and each person gave me a year of each, uh, uh, for each uh, year of Frasier. So year one, yeah, year one was, you know, one person year two was another person. So I ended up with the whole series on my birthday from everyone. It was like, I know it's not a great, he made the effort to let everybody know to just, this is all they had to buy. And I was ecstatic. Yes. And I think it, I haven't even opened it because I've seen it so much. (laughs) 
I haven't opened it because I'm able to watch it on, you know, Netflix or whatever. But I, I don't know if it's VHS or if it's if it's disc. I'm, I'm assuming it's disc. Two thousand seven. I think it was probably I would disc. It's disc, right? Yeah. Okay. See, now this is my. I'm I'm fifty six. So there you go. I wouldn't even have a clue. It just looked thick. So <laughs> I assume. You know, so I do. I will anyway. say I miss. I do miss DVDs for the specific reason that, you know, I, you know, even now I'm trying to be better at reading and, you know, for a time when DVDs were a thing that didn't just take up space, like for me, it was like having a nice collection that people could see. And I, and I do kind of miss that even just going to at least people that I know now, not, not including my, my mom who absolutely still has all of her VHSs uh, and her DVDs. <laughs> They're just like a nice conversation piece. And I, had I, and maybe I might have to do this when Frasier leaves Netflix uh, and I don't decide to um, pay for Peacock, which is uh, NBC's new streaming platform that's going to carry Frasier. I think having a giant Frasier box set is a really nice way of showing people this is a this is something I treasure and it's one of my favorite shows like my mom has probably my favorite I I miss when you could get whole um trilogies or or shows and they'd come in this like very I think extravagant packaging my mom has my favorite thing I've seen of of dvd collections she has uh like 20 classic Alfred Hitchcock um dvds that all came in a box set and the box itself yes. is this like maroon velvet and you sort of like yes. it almost there's almost, almost like a little door with a ribbon that you have to open. And when you open it, there's like, you know, 20 DVDs inside. Yes. And I just I miss yes. that kind of presentation. <laughs> um, so I, I must ask you, because we had been uh, emailing for a bit. You told me you have met David Hyde Pierce and Kelsey Grammer. So how did this happen? Yes. And what happened? Well, I, I'm a trainer and I used to work at Reebok. And so when I was exercising, you know, and, and working out one day, I'm like, God, that guy looks so familiar. And I noticed it, and, and this was on my own time. I was, you know, just taking a break and you're not allowed to fraternize. You're not allowed to talk to people who are famous, mm. like a giddy schoolgirl. you know <laughs> what I mean? That, unprofessional so I I had a friend who's who was you know also a trainer so he goes over to the guy and he starts you know working out with that you know and I'm watching this whole thing from the back of you know the gym I'm like oh my god Jane is his trainer what how did I miss this I had no idea because this place is huge the Reebok is like three six floors but three of them are um with weights and you know all sorts of equipment so it's easy to miss stuff Anyways, I was blown away by this. So I um, afterward went to James, who was the trainer, and I said, you need to introduce me to this man. I said, he's one of my favorites. It's my favorite TV show. You know, I explained. Was this Kelsey? Hysterical laughing. No, no, this is for David Hyde. Oh, this is David Hyde Pierce. Got it, got it, got it. And what year was this? Because he was doing, oh, this is when he was doing Spamalot. It had to be like 2005 or six. Oh, wow. Okay. All it was right. early on. Yeah, early on for years. me because I had, yeah. So <laughs> I was, I had just moved here in 2004 at the time. So I was like fresh to this New York scene. So I'm like, okay, you have to introduce me. So it was nonchalant, you know, it was like real, like, <laughs> pretend like it's by accident. 
So anyways, one day I, we set it up so that I would be, you know, near while he was doing some chest press thing. And then I went up and I was like, hey, what's up, James? How you doing? And he's like, hey, Nick, how you doing? Oh, this is, this is David. And then, of course, I'm like, oh, I lose it. And I'm like, I know who you are. You're David Hyde Pierce. I go, oh, my God, I love your show. I lose it like a little schoolgirl, like you're not supposed to do. And he started laughing. And he, he was giddy, and he goes, of course, Frazier, right? And I said, I know you're in the show, Stella, but I'm, I'm so sorry. I just, that's one of my favorites, you know? I'm like, <laughs> blah, 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 embarrassing and myself. And he was so sweet and completely shy and really like, understanding of the situation. Like, you uh-huh. know, how many times do you get to meet someone who you revere as an actor that you know that you've seen um, of course yeah. I, lo- I call it being on the other side of the other side of the television <laughs> you know as a child of from Cleveland this is a big deal to me yeah. so he was really sweet and then after that every time I saw him he would say, hey, Nikki, how you doing? And he would just, you know, friendly talk. And Aww. and one time I went to the opening of Hamlet, actually, with Jude Law. And I was at the opening and so was he. And he sees me and he comes over. He goes, wow, you look so nice. He goes, it's nice to see you out of your workout clothes. And he gave me Aww. a peck on the cheek. Oh, and my of God. Course, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I'm that person who's, uh, I'm thinking, uh, how? What's happening here? I, I, I'm being kissed by David Hyde Pierce. Are you kidding me? You know, of course, it was just natural and nice and normal, and he was sweet and like nothing. You know what I mean? He was just nice. He was just a decent human being talking to another human being, and that was it. He doesn't have an ego. Loved it. That's lovely. So that was my experience. Yeah, and he actually would, you know, come in for many years, and we had conversations regularly, just, you know, about this, that, and the other thing. And he's, 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 he has deep faith, and he's, you know, a wonderful person uh, in general, because I got to know him a little bit. So, yeah, now, really nice. Super important follow-up question. When you got a peck on the cheek, um, could you, um, what did he smell like? Did you, did you get, did you get a whiff? Oh, that's an interesting question. Or a crazy you know, question, was, you know, but I appreciate you saying interesting. Yeah, no, he, there was no, it was, you know, I don't remember that because sometimes you're blinded by the situation. You forget everything around you or you're in shock a little bit. You know, it was just sure. so much going on. It was an opening. I yeah. bet he's not a so, cologne guy. I don't remember. I bet he's not. And I, I, I say you that know? as a nice thing. I just picture, yeah. you know, because from everything, uh, not that I uh, have any experience because I have not met him, but you're probably maybe the third or fourth person I know that has had some sort of interaction. And everyone has said, you know, he's he's nice. He's, you know, a little shy. Um, and I tend to just assume people with big egos are the ones that wear a lot of cologne. But, you know, that's just me speculating uh uh, and also going from my own experience uh, living in New York. Um, yeah. So, well, that's lo- yeah. that's lovely. Um, and, and how did you meet Kelsey? I have a friend who is in the theater. He is a musical director and writer. He does all sorts of things um, on Broadway. 
So he was the musical director for La Casa Fall at the time. He had like two or three shows going at the same time. So he knew, because I went to go see it. I went to see Frazier, of course, being Kelsey Grandma, of course, on Broadway. And so he said afterward, he goes, do you want to meet him? I can take you backstage. And I almost fell over. I go, what? What? <laughs> really? So he says, yeah, come on. So we go backstage. And I'm just standing there, nervous Nelly with Jason, of course. And and he said, you don't have to be nervous. And then he tells me a story about when he met Barry Manilow <laughs> and how he felt the way that I was feeling. Of course, this is like not part of your generation, but. Oh, my mom loves Barry Manilow. Especially. So. I'm familiar. Okay, so I'm probably more like your mom age. Yeah, okay. So, yes, I'm sitting there sweating. And all of a sudden, he comes out and Todd goes up to him. And he says, hey, good job, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, I would like to meet, I would like for you to meet a friend of mine. This is Nikki Diatellis. She's a big fan. And she just wanted to say hello and meet you. So he was so gentle and so sweet. He he comes over and he says, well, hi, Nikki, it's lovely to meet you. And he shakes my hand and he's smiling. And I said, it's really nice to meet you. And I'm a complete wreck. <laughs> I said, I'm such a huge fan. I don't even know what to say. I'm, and I'm kind of, you know, tripping over my words. And I have to tell you, I, 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 I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Frasier. I said, I still watch your shows. It's part of my routine in life. And he laughed. And anyways, he says, well, I'm so glad you came to see me on Broadway. And, you know, it was like that kind of exchange. And I said, thank you. And I squeaked and I turned around and I started crying. Oh, like blubbering. And Jason walks over. He goes, who are you? And what did you do with Nikki? <laughs> we were hysterical laughing. I started laughing because he's, he's a comedian. He's just funny. And so I go, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> he just now is making fun of me, of course. I go, it's just overwhelming. I don't know why. It I can, was a weird situation. Well, I don't know why. I can so, tell you yeah. that I fully relate to that. Now, I haven't had any experiences mm -hmm. meeting. I have not any, had any experiences meeting uh, anyone from Frasier. However, uh, when I was... All right. So just to give you a, a quick backstory, I, uh, I growing up, really love watching uh, the Olympics. Um, I think oh, it, it has to do with probably a lot of the packaging that journalists do about, you know, stories on athletes and, you know, you get sucked into their four-year journey and are they going to win a medal? And one particular athlete that I grew a very large crush on was Apollo Ono. He's a speed skater. When I was a teen, oh, yeah. I was very, a, I was a huge fan. And then in 2010, I was an intern for the Colbert Report. In my second week, I found out that he was going to be on the show. Naturally, oh my God. I freaked out. And the day, yeah. the day that he came, uh, I had told the makeup artist there that I was a huge fan. And she, cause she was going to be the person that had access to him for a pretty long period of time. So she was like, all right, I'm going to find you something to do here. So you'll be here when he's here. Uh, and so she just gave me a brush and, um, 
just told me to start brushing all the wigs uh, that were in the makeup room. So I was brushing wigs. And in, in retrospect, I have a feeling it was a very bad cover. And you could probably tell I had an ulterior motive. Uh, so I was brushing wigs, brushing wigs. And then he popped his head in. And I was holding some very large, comically large wig with that had very curly hair. And he made a joke and he was like, is that for me? And I, and I, and I said, it's no, it's not. And then he left the room and I burst into tears, like full oh. burst into tears. Like I, I had to leave. I had to run upstairs because I was like, OK, if I want to if I lose, I don't want to lose this internship because Apollo Ono sees me sobbing. Uh, so I went upstairs <laughs> and I was supposed to get him some water. Somebody had told me, like, get him some water. And uh, another intern came up and she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I can't go back down there. Uh, and so she had to give him his water. But uh, but I have never, that's never happened to me before. And I all I can think of yeah. is you think you you have this like time in life where or period in time, if you idolize somebody or you have a crush on them or you've been watching them on screen for how many years and suddenly they like break your bubble and like are just in it it can be yeah. overwhelming and that's why i think that i cried yeah. <laughs> it was, and that's exactly yeah. right it was overwhelming absolutely so and it's hard to yeah. explain to people unless they experienced it themselves that's right exactly well now you know you're not alone i'd like to think that uh if i ever have the chance to have any cast member from fraser on that i'm gonna keep it together um because it's been you know uh it, over 10 years since that incident and I'd like to think I have a better poker face now if I'm going to meet somebody but I guess we just have to find out uh, if I ever <laughs> uh, am in the same room uh, especially with uh, David Hyde Pierce but on that note oh, God, yeah. um, I want to thank you so much for, for coming on and, and chatting with me and um, you'll definitely uh, hit me up if you have any more run-ins uh, with the cast of Frasier and or, you know, get any emails and then you could just pass them on to me and hopefully, you know, we can all be on the podcast together. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I would love, I would, that would be amazing. But thank you so much for letting me tell some of my little stories. Absolutely. Thank you. My name is Aston and I live in Pasadena, California. I have watched the entire Frasier series from beginning to end three times. <laughs> I was pretty young when it first started out uh, on network TV, but I've caught it on Netflix three times beginning to end. Frankly, uh, a lot of my friends and associates make a little fun of me because I am such a Frasier fan possibly because I'm an African-American woman and uh, we're not totally represented on that show, except I love the time when Martin had an African-American girlfriend. I love Frasier because the ensemble cast is so outstanding and also because they follow such a great, um, what can I say, um, it's, Statement, statement, joke, statement, statement, joke. You're never left not laughing on The Frasier Show. I've got to say that some of my favorite episodes were the ones that included B.B., uh, Frasier's agent. She is totally outstanding. Um, I'm currently watching it uh, on the Netflix streaming, and uh, 
my absolute favorite episode. I think the one where BB tries to seduce Frasier into coming back under her wing and he ends up going to meet her in her hotel room and the whole thing is set up so beautifully almost like a Dante's Inferno with BB standing in the doorway of the steamy <laughs> bathroom that looks like smoke from hell and the um, neon sign flashing red outside of her window and Fraser's eventual flee in terror and the um, the room number sign flips over and you see that it's room 666. Got to be one of my all-time favorites. Anyway, thank you so much. Have a great show. I'll be listening. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. Trying to relax after a long, busy day is so anxiety-provoking for me. So when I feel like I need a mental palate cleanser, my go-to refresher is the mobile puzzle game Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a five-star rated mobile puzzle game on the Apple App Store and Google Play, and you can download it for free. While Best Fiends has challenging puzzles, it's a casual game anyone can play, but it's made for adults. I just made it to level 30 and only started last week. It's a great way to kill time without scrolling on Instagram until you hate yourself. It's a unique and exciting puzzle experience, unlike other puzzle games out there. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. So we're here with Andy Allison, uh, who I discovered uh, thanks to an email that Andy, you sent uh, to sort of send me something that you created that I thought was super cool, which we'll get into in a second. But Andy, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thank you so much. I am delightful. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining me. So listeners, uh, I think uh, I actually mentioned uh, Andy's contribution to the craniac world, that's what I'm calling it, this world of ours, of uh, uh, people that are Fraser fans. Um, but what Andy created was a spreadsheet that also inspired me. I don't want to ruin anything, but let's just say, Andy, in a future episode of this podcast coming up later this season, I actually created a spreadsheet, not for the same thing that you did, but for something different. But, um, but essentially, Andy, uh, you created a spreadsheet sort of uh, cataloging uh, every time that Fraser wore a robe. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. It's, it's, a, it's a strange element of the, of the Fraser world that, that fans would recognize, that there are, there's a preponderance of, of, of robes and appearances of robes in the series, yes. So, there's a lot so we of did robes. A, there's a lot of robes. Now, since this episode is Fraser fans around the world, I am curious uh, if you feel comfortable saying um, like what part of uh, I think you are in the U.S. It sounds like you are. Uh, yeah. Where uh, where are you? I'm a native of Western New York, the rural part, uh, but I've been living in the Washington, D.C. area for about 20 years now. Twenty one years. Oh, wow. That's a long 20, time. 20, 18, 20. Yeah. So I've been here for quite some time. So, Andy, uh, I believe earlier you mentioned to me uh, before uh, before this call 
that uh, you work at the Smithsonian? That is correct. Uh, I work in the field in the field of development, uh, which I do prospect research. So uh, researching individuals, corporations, foundations with an inclination to give to the Smithsonian. So it's a fascinating field. I've been doing it for about 20 years. I dig it. Well, I think that Frasier, not that the Smithsonian, I believe, has never come up on the show Frasier, but I bet it's somewhere that he would go. The Smithsonian. I, I think mean. so. I think, I think so he could too. appreciate the world of, of museums in general, and he might, he might like what we're doing, yeah. Now, in um, the original, when we had originally just been emailing, I believe you mentioned that your wife helped you uh, with the, the spreadsheet. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, so, I yeah. tend to be the, the spreadsheet kind of guy myself. But mm -hmm. uh, as we were going through the show, she, she recommended, you know, maybe we should keep a log of, of these appearances of robes. So uh, she was certainly an integral part of the process. So she also is a Frasier fan, it sounds like. She is. Uh, we have seen the entire season or all, the entire run of the show probably three times. Uh, and it was during the second run of the show that uh, our viewing that we started noticing, you know, all these robes and started calling them out and saying, look at that. There's another robe. Hey, there's two robes <laughs> in this episode. People are wearing five robes. And then there's an episode with 11 robes. So we, the, the next viewing, we started uh, uh, logging all of them individually. Well, honestly, and I mean this, I. I'm being genuine when I say this. I aspire. I, I am an unmarried person, but I, I aspire to have a marriage like that. Truly. I mean, I um I have definitely tricked my boyfriend into watching Frasier because, as you know, I have a podcast about Frasier. So now, against his will, he knows more about Frasier than the average person because of me. Um but I wouldn't say he was willingly a fan. What, what, what I think is exciting for me as a person who isn't dating a craniac is that, you know, he's a, he's a TV fan and he loves, you know, uh, he definitely loves to watch TV and there's certain shows that he really likes. But there are times when he will, you know, acknowledge like, wow, that's good writing. And I'm like, exactly. You get it. So it's exciting for right. me to feel like I have um, perhaps pulled somebody into, into the Frasier the Frasier verse. Uh, yeah. So what, kind of, what is his favorite show? What would, what would he consider to be his favorite that he's most well versed in? Well, uh, I think what's more uh, a better answer to that than his actual favorite show, which is probably a drama on HBO. Uh, it, there's a few that could be the answer to that, but a show that he more recently is really into or was really into was a reality show called Love Island. I don't know if you're familiar, uh, but it is a British reality show. Uh, that involves uh, young hot singles uh, stuck on an island together, uh, and obviously drama ensues. And he's not a person that wa watches reality TV. However, I did find similarly, to, I was like, why do you like the show? Because I'm not a huge reality TV person, though I will admit I did mm -hmm. get a little bit sucked into Love Island season three. I said, why do you like watching the show? He said, because it's so brainless essentially he was like it's so relaxing to me <laughs> and though Frasier I would not consider a brainless show I would say it's a relaxing show for me to watch so I said now you get it a little honey you get it just a little bit where I'm coming from and why I like to watch this show all the time because it brings me some amount of I don't know it makes me feel calm and serene it, that, that, that's right, me but, but let me ask you since I've just told you a lot about why I love Frasier um, I know that the robe uh, idea sort of came 
from, well, it sounds like you and your wife, but would you say in terms of sort of inspiration, is there even like, like I was talking to a different Fraser fan before you who was saying that for him, the pilot caught his attention because originally I, I hear this story all the time and the same for me. I started watching Frasier with my parents uh, when it was still on. And uh, the person I talked to before had said how much he loved the pilot. So uh, just as a Frasier fan, is there like a singular moment or season or episode that sort of kind of really brought you into the, or that made you a craniac? Like, is there anything in particular that was, that's kind of inspiring about Frasier to you? I don't know that there's a specific episode that I can point to or, or element of an episode. I think it's just that we caught a bunch of reruns when we still had cable many years ago mm. in a row. And it just seemed to be a, a relaxing, peaceful, comforting show. There is a certain rhythm to Frasier that is yes. unique to sitcoms. And, and uh, watching dozens of them in a row, uh, it, you know, creates a sort of somnambulistic surreality that uh is is enticing and it's 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 nice to disappear into into the world of Frasier. and you know what's coming yes, you you can you can you know even though the laugh track is going nuts sometimes mm -hmm. you're not always just laughing you're just watching and, and enjoying although there are certainly raucously funny parts of the show uh sure. like when uh Frasier gets ecstatic uh that always makes me laugh you know uh i like i like when he gets excited about fancy things like one of my favorite episodes uh is when he has a butler uh very for yeah. one episode and it's the guy who uh is the architect in titanic victor garber it's victor uh, garber yeah oh, who's man, a stage I, actor as well yeah he's great he was so good in that episode too i mean mm -hmm. to me he was basically the guy, the architect from titanic except a butler I, like, <laughs> it, it, he still he had a similar sort of melancholy about him although in in frazier right. there was somebody he like was in love with and then he ends up leaving to go pursue this person but which i thought was nice right um but i have two very important questions for you so number one i feel like I know the answer to this, but do you feel like Frasier brought you and your wife closer together? <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that a fair question? <laughs> I suppose there's an element to it uh, because we watched the majority of the show sitting on the couch together, you know, yeah. as I rub her feet or we Aww. just, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it, I would say so, you know, it, just like Seinfeld. We're, we're even bigger Seinfeld fans than Frasier. So we've seen that series numerous times. And, uh, you know, it's, it's become part of our lexicon. It's our language. It's, it's part of what we share together. So there now, are many Fraser in-jokes that I, I guess we don't even pay attention to. Sure. I mean, um, again, couples goals. You know, wh one of the, the things that I most uh, recently, and Fraser listeners, or, or, or I'm listening listeners, as I will get into, uh, there, I'm going to do an episode later on this season. I don't want to ruin it, but I am going to, mm -hmm talk about um sort of anxiety and Frasier um because uh -huh. I definitely noticed that there is an overlap in people that like Frasier who are anxious people and I'm going to throw myself into that group as well but one thing that I find very relaxing now while watching Frasier or even any tv show because I, I really do love tv is uh I don't know if this counts as a hobby but uh, I have a lot of loose change uh, that I have collected over the years, and it seems like a waste of money not to do something with it. So I got a bunch of those, like um, 
the things that you get at the bank where you can, you know, separate your change by nickel, penny, dime, and quarter. And I started just separating change. Oh my God. Had the time of my life. I am not kidding. It is so, (laughs) so relaxing to do a menial task. Uh, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. But I will say it's just sort of a nice way to focus your brain on one particular thing. So Andy and it's other listeners, yeah. if you're looking for a nice, relaxing, kind of brainless task to do while you're watching Frasier or another show, I highly recommend sorting change. I, I highly do. Uh, yeah, the you other count question- those 50 dimes, you count those 50 pennies, you get the nice even stacks of all the coins. I'm with oh, you there. So satisfying. Um, but the other thing I wanted to ask you, Um, Because I know that for me, especially now that I have this podcast, I am constantly, as I rewatch episodes, not even on purpose, just noticing a lot of the same things. So as in, you notice the Mm -hmm. robes, like I just noticed um, recently that uh, there are multiple episodes that take place in a a Winnebago. So what I'm curious about is, are there any other trends that you feel like might inspire you to make another Excel sheet in the future. Like obviously the robes <laughs> is a huge thing. Is there anything else? If not, I might have some suggestions for you if I'm um, sort of uh, putting you on the spot, but I was just curious. No, no, that's all right. Um, we, as I mentioned to you before, we, uh, we started the, the tab that was the cabins because there are eight or nine episodes with cabins, specific kinds of cabins. Uh, we thought about the idea of starting a tab for uh, people, the times people reference, you know, you know, Fraser Crane from the radio, because he seems <laughs> to be this abnormally famous radio personality. I don't know any of our AM radio personalities in town, and I never did in any other town I was in. <laughs> but th- somehow he has this, this swelling fan base, and people know Fraser Crane. So that was another thing. Um, I don't know what would I like inspire that. us to start another spreadsheet because it's, it can, it's, it's enjoyable. It's a yeah. fun activity, but it's nice when it's done, you know? Sure. Uh, of course. <laughs> completing a task and, and feels good. <laughs> it's completing a task. And you could do that with virtually any show. Um, as we're watching Seinfeld again, we're noticing that there are a lot of redheaded women in the cast. Like, it's, huh. like for some reason, it's, it's, it's super common in, in Seinfeld for a lot of the extras and a lot of the, his girlfriends and a lot of the cast to be redheaded women. Seinfeld wow. fans probably know that. That's not something most people would pay attention to. But since we're on our you know, 10th run through the show, that, that's just something that pops up. But that said, I, I try not to make too much of a project out of it because I still want to enjoy what we're doing you know yeah Um, my my job is all projects so yeah the the rope the road project was enjoyable and i can't say that's the last one but uh something else will pique our interest right Uh, i'm anxious to see what you've come up with too Uh well andy thank you so much uh for for joining me today i know that i hope that other people are inspired by honestly for me as much as i love the just the the spreadsheet that you made. I I love to hear about a good marriage. I I, I fully mean that, and it makes me very happy to know that um you and your wife collaborated on this together, and that you rub her feet sometimes because you know what, <laughs> that's that's something that I hope everyone gets out of a good marriage a, a nice foot rub. If I ever get married, I aspire to get some nice foot rubs from my future husband. <laughs> so. 
anyway. I'm um, glad I could bring yeah. you some semblance of, of inspiration for the future, yes. Though there is a, a brutal frivolity to all of this spreadsheet nonsense, I, I, I suppose that it has played a nice role in, in keeping our marriage rolling along. I love it. I love it. My name is Shannon. I'm from West Virginia. Um, I like Frasier because the chemistry with the cast was funny. And I ended up watching Frasier on Hallmark with reruns and then ended up streaming them to get more of the experience. Um, my favorite episode of Frasier, to have to say, was Mama Mia because Frasier <laughs> dating an exact replica of his mom was hilarious because he's Everybody else saw it but him. And the way he freaked out was hilarious. And just when they were having dinner at Martin's birthday party, kind of made me smile because it was almost like just like old times with the kids being adults. Bienvenido a mi podcast. I'm listening. Welcome to my podcast. I'm listening. In Spanish, it's called Estoy Escuchando. Cada episodio tengo un huésped especial. Each episode I invite a special guest, and today is no exception. Hoy aquí una artista. Today here with me is an artist, a visual artist, and my friend, Armando Freguet is here. Armando, how are you? Armando, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, muchas gracias. Very well, thanks so much. Ah, uh, muy especial. This is very special. Armando is here today because I was on vacation in Oaxaca in October. En Oaxaca en octubre. Y uh, Armando tiene una galería de... And Armando has a gallery of his art and art in Oaxaca. estaba en su galería, Armando estaba diciendo que él tiene un, una noche cada semana para películas de terror. When I was at his gallery, Armando was telling me that he hosts a weekly horror film night. So I was at this party to watch the film. La película y después estábamos en un bar y... Afterwards, we were at a bar, and I asked Armando, oh, do you like Frasier? Because it's my it's my favorite show in the world. Es mi programa más favorita en el mundo. Entonces, ahora, Armando... So now, Armando is here. Aquí. Armando, dime su historia con Frasier. Armando, tell me about your history with Frasier. When did you start watching the show? Well, I started, let's see, when I lived in Mexico City, where I grew up, it was while I was in college, when I came back from college in the evening. After making my way across the city, I just turned on the TV and there was Frasier. I liked the sense of humor and I ended up watching the entire episode. After that, I got hooked on the show. Every night, for me, it was important to come home and watch the show to enjoy it. Interesting. When I came home from school, the show played in the evening, and I started to watch an episode. And after watching the first episode, I was hooked. And I liked it so much that, well, it was too hard to come home and not watch the following episode of Frasier. I mean, for me, it was very important because it meant that all the work I had to do during the day, well, this show made me feel, 
eh, pues eh, me, esta, este programa me, me hacía sentir it alleviated all the stress I felt during the day it calmed me down el día me tranquilizaba me hacía reír it made me laugh it made me enjoy all of the all the characters los personajes entonces fue ahí cuando cuando so that was the moment I became a fan of the show del programa okay ah interesante okay Interesting. Y, um, ¿Quién es su Who's your favorite character on Frasier? De Frasier. Well, I think we already talked a little bit about this. For me, Eddie was and still is my favorite character of all. <laughs> of course, beyond him, Frasier and all of the relationships he has that, in a way, is what makes everything happen. Su relación que tiene, que es como el de alguna manera brings together the rest of the characters, right? Yes, yes. And there were two actors who played Eddie. Did you know that? There were two dogs. ¿Conoces? Era dos perros. Yes, yes. I remember you mentioning something about that before. No, I didn't realize there were two of them. I thought it was one throughout the entire series. Sí, era Moose. Oh, yes, it was. Moose is the first dog's name. Moose. El segundo se llamó Enzo. And the second one is named Enzo. And Enzo is Moose's son. El hijo de Moose. Oh, really? Yes. They looked identical. Ahora miras Frasier en televisión. And now do you watch Frasier on TV in Mexico? Or what's on TV right now? Or do you watch it on the computer online? Su computadora en el internet. Sí, yo, yo, bueno, es muy difícil encontrar capítulos en en el internet. Yes, well, it's very difficult to find episodes of Frasier online. Los DVDs de la serie y cada cierto tiempo. But I bought the DVDs of the series, and every now and then I, it's a show that I have to watch, even if it's just one season once a year. Una temporada, una vez al año. It helps me a lot. I like it a lot. Especially because every time I watch it, I notice new things or I laugh just the same. Ah, okay. También hay otras programas de comedia. And are there other American comedy shows that you like as well? También te gusta? Sí, sí. Bueno, hay muchos programas que me gustan. Yes, yes. Well, I like a lot of shows. I think we talked about the fact that I really like the TV series Murphy Brown. La serie de televisión de Murphy Brown. Ah, sí, Murphy Brown. Era muy importante también porque... It was also really important to me because, well, I liked how they handled the topic, how they dealt with it, and had jokes for everyone. Like you understood from, there was some a little bit of visual comedy, but there's also a lot of comedy that was more more complex, right? So I liked that a lot. I also like Seinfeld. Eh, como más este más compleja, ¿no? Entonces, mm. ese me gustaba mucho también. Eh, eh, me gusta Seinfeld. Ah, sí, eh, yo también. Ah, yes, me too. Sí, entonces, y, y ya este... Yes, well, that's it for now. Sometimes I rewatch these shows, right, when I can. Cuando puedo. Sí. ¿Y conoces a otras personas en Oaxaca o en otras and do you know other people in Oaxaca or in other parts of Mexico who like Frasier? Honestly, I don't know many people. Right now, I, right now I have a friend who I've put 
I've worn her the DVDs. She's become a fan little by little as she watches it. She didn't know it before, but now she likes it. She's from here, from Oaxaca. So I, she's the only person that shares my taste in that show. In Mexico, I met some people, but, well, the thing is that I lived in a bit of a suburban area, and I didn't leave the house much, so this was, this was a way to enjoy being holed up inside. Ah, sí, sí. Y, uh, ¿te gusta mirar televisión cerca de, en la noche, uh, cuando... And do you like to watch TV close to at night before going to sleep? Because I like watching Frasier and then going to sleep. Dormir, porque para mí es una programa que es, no sé la palabra, es, es, no es. For me, it's a show that's, ah, I don't know the word. It's not a crazy program. It's not too shy. No, I'm searching for the right word. It's a very calm program. Buscando para... La uh, palabra uh, es una programa muy calma. Ajá, sí, sí, que te, te, sí. Ajá, yes, I think I understand what you mean, like comforting. Okay, sí, okay yes, comforting. Como algún programa con el... Es como cuando vas a dormir... Comforting is what could be like a show which... It's like before going to sleep, for me, it's like having a hot chocolate with some bread. Okay, entonces para, para ti... Oh, okay. So for you, it's hot chocolate and bread, and my hot chocolate with bread is Frasier. Exactly. So, Armando, thank you for this interview, and enjoy. Enjoy Frasier, and thank you so much. Now, thank you, Anita. As I mentioned, this is my first interview of its kind, and it's important. I've never been interviewed like this, so thanks. Thanks. This is really cool, because I also remember a lot of the the dynamics of the series. Let's put it that way. Thank you so much, Anita, for the invitation. And yeah, congratulations on your first podcast. Thanks. Gracias. Sí. Uh, my name is Anya. I'm from Boston. And I like Frasier because, oh God, this is horrifying. But I kind of find Frasier to be, like, relatable in his flaws. Like, he's super obsessed with, like, self-image and, like, very cultural signifiers that are kind of shallow. And also, I was like a psych major and would love to be a therapist someday. But I guess that's like a whole other thing. But um, I also find it to be distant in situation, which is pleasant. Um, my cousin recommended the show to me, and my boyfriend also watches it. So I have plenty of company in that regard. I watch it on Netflix. And um, despite it having some creepy undertones nowadays, I really do like the Daphne and Niles romance. So I haven't finished the show yet, but my favorite episode is Moon Dance. Thank you so much. I love listening, and uh, have a great day. Oh my gosh, we made it to the end. Shout out to my voicemail people. Ashton, yes, I love every BB episode. Shannon, yes, I love the Mamma Mia episode, especially that part at the end where Frasier sees um, Rita Wilson naked and he contorts his face into a way that I've never seen anyone open their mouth so wide. So iconic Frasier Korean moment. Anya, I was also a psych major, a failed psych major, 
but I still consider it an accomplishment. And I love Moondance. I truly watched it, rewatched it last night. Thank you to Nikki, Andy, Joe, Patrick, Roxana, Armando, and Tom for letting me interview you. Thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast. To the Craniacs, I love you. Thank you to the More Banana Podcast Network for your support, especially Caitlin Moldenhauer, my producer, my rock, for another wonderful season. Season three. Can't believe uh, it's coming to an end. I'm taking a break from this podcast to work on some other things, including another podcast, so stay tuned for those details and follow my journey uh, through my Twitter and Instagram at Anita Jutina. That's A-N-I-T-A-J-E-W-T-I-N-A. So what do you want to hear me talk about in future episodes of I'm Listening? What guests could I have on? What celebrities love Frasier that I don't know about? Also, do you want me to do a live recording of the I'm Listening podcast in your city? I'm open to suggestions. So tweet me everything. Tweet me all your suggestions at Anita Jutina. Uh, Let's stay in touch on social and stay tuned for I'm Listening updates. Until next time, good night, Seattle.